0: Adventure or a sinner as a savior's oar Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force to make it laugh so hard that you'll be pissing on the kitchen floor
2: Hello and welcome to A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for, but we're giving it to you anyway. You are listening to episode 82, that is Minute 81. I'm your host, Sammy C, and here joining me are two well-known guests, Spencer Seams. Hello. Oh, Hello there. And Zach Powers. Hi,
3: thanks for having me. Back again.
2: Thank you for joining us here as we, uh, as we reach the the death rattle of this of this movie. Um, we are here in the in the credits, um, which amazingly are seven and a half minutes long. So, <laughs> <laughs>
3: I mean, so, I mean, for every credit, there's like twenty five seconds of cat footage. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So that's, that's probably true.
3: like only six people worked on this movie, but. <laughs> They just well, added a ton of B-roll of the cat.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they they, uh, they credit all of the entire cast twice, so that also helps. Um, Pat it out. Get the 90 uh, minutes. Definitely. But we start with uh, some great uh, cat footage of uh, Duffy, who is played by Squeaky, uh, which is, I don't know. Squeaky's not a good name for a cat, in my opinion, but...
3: I mean... I, I think he is, like, an ancient immortal cat from, like, naming conventions were different in the days of, like, ancient Rome or wherever he's from, the cavemen. Yes.
1: Well, I presented a theory early on that he might be Buddha reincarnated.
3: Oh. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I, I, I had a similar thing in my last episode about how he might be uh, the ultimate force of good and the car guy the ultimate force of evil. <laughs> Yep, yeah,
2: so as uh, Squeaky is bandaged, he is lying on the bed, and then he gets up and walks away. <laughs> Rendering then, the shot unusable. Yes, so it gets to be put in the credits. Um, all of the cat bloopers are in the credits. Um, and so then we get a very slow uh, single card as directed by Mary Crawford. Mm-hmm. which as we all know is a pseudonym for uh for David Dakota when he makes his family movies because I yeah. guess he doesn't want to be his family films to be associated with his uh like homoerotic uh horror films <laughs> but <laughs> this one's not a far cry from those i don't I'm, i can't imagine um right and <laughs>
3: It's and, a homoerotic family film. So <laughs> like family the, the important part of the fa- of the formula is <laughs> unchanged. <laughs> yep, it's a very exactly. progressive family film.
2: <laughs> yep. And then uh we get starring Johnny Whitaker as Phil. And uh just just to, to reiterate, uh we have already if you are have listened to the podcast, you know that we have already gotten credits of them o- you know, of over little scenes of them just, like, looking at the camera. So (laughs) they're really driving home who this cast is. Uh, (laughs) And uh, then we get Christine DeBell as Susan. um, Very similarly
3: named to well-known actress Kristen Bell. (laughs) Yes. Star of Frozen and Veronica Mars. (laughs) But very different person. But very different person.
1: But this one was in Meatballs with Bill Murray, so she's
3: better, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. true. As far as I know, Kristen Bell was never in a Bill Murray film.
2: Well, and I don't think Christ- uh, Kristen Bell has ever been on the cover of Playboy like Christine DeBell, so uh, <laughs> so there we go. There you go. Um, is, then we get uh, a shot of just... The cat being a cat looking up doing at things.
3: Some of the best cat acting in the movie, I guess. Yes. Say. It's like yes. in the shots they actually used to the movie, he was like sedated or like somehow out of it, and then they saved right. all the shots of him just being a cat for the actual yeah. credits.
2: <laughs> it's kind of refreshing actually to see him so active because I was like, God, this cat is like really old or sick, you yeah. know, or something, but it turns out they just took the most boring moments of the footage that they captured to use for the actual movie and then put any actual, you know, active cat moments into the credits.
3: Yep. Uh-huh. The credits is the place where a cat can be a cat, I guess.
1: <laughs> and use licensed music. I mean, unlicensed,
3: <laughs> whatever. Oh, yeah, this is yeah, definitely unlicensed.
2: This is thoroughly unlicensed. Because
3: I it's would like... put uh, <laughs> an underline under the word unlicensed and quotes around the word music, probably. <laughs>
1: It's Reggae, It's a bitty spider. What are you
3: talking about? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, I I love the music in this in this uh, in this scene because what's it's... wrong with you? <laughs> well, because it is the this is the music that they've used in every moment where the cat's about to talk to somebody. So it's kind of Duffy's theme, and to find out that it is actually. A, you know, because we've only heard the music and not the vocals, and to find out that it's actually a like a reggae version of Itsy Bitsy Spider was such a delightful surprise for me. That it literally made me laugh out loud the first time I watched it. Um, but, <laughs> so we get like Itsy Bitsy Spider <laughs> like going on in the background, and it's it it makes me really happy. <laughs> but maybe that's just me. Yeah, know, it's it's good. <laughs> Uh, and so, yes, we continue on with our, you know, slow march of uh, of cast member names. We get Justin Cohn as Chris. Yay, Justin Cohn. Um, Janice Peebles as Tina. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody. Uh, Allison Seek as Franny. And uh, then we see another shot of uh, the cat walking through a door. so you know that's good great (laughs) (laughs) so we can all sit and reminisce you remember how duffy would walk through doors a lot in this movie those were great times Uh i'm so sad this movie's ending
3: look at things (laughs) inquisitively i mean a great character i think we could all say like in the history of great characters it's like han solo is maybe like on the top and then we got Duffy coming in at number two. Strong. Yeah, and, number then, two. and
2: then Atticus Finch at sure, three. Atticus Finch, number three. <laughs> um, and then we have Introducing Daniel Dennis as Trent, which I want to talk about this. How do you think uh, Daniel Dennis's, uh career is going to go from here? Is this, this is his first movie? Um. And we've discussed i've long been in the corner of finding Trent the most likable and charismatic character in the movie, okay. uh, but i don 't know if everybody here is is on that team
1: um uh, controversial opinion, Tina was my favorite character <laughs>
3: yeah, 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 I know
1: I know everyone else was boring to me.
3: <laughs>
1: she is an agent of chaos, I like yeah. that. Tina's certainly dynamic, and and that I don't know. She's like the Joker to the Batman. (laughs) Joker. Who's who's Batman
2: in this situation? I
1: don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I think Batman is uh,
3: Trent. Oh, okay. Maybe they, maybe they just, maybe whatever town this takes place in doesn't have the hero they need yet. (laughs) Tina. Maybe she's just terrorizing this Gotham without unopposed. With going apps to libraries that pick and writing
2: proposals.
3: Mundane outfits that <laughs> you really don't need an app to make. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, rewiring book lights to be scanners. Hyper advanced scanners.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Classic Joker. Classic Joker. <laughs> Classic Joker. I mean I to be fair, that's a little more in line of what I think of uh, of the Joker than that Jared Leto picture. So Yeah, yeah could that's be worse. true.
2: That's true.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot that was a thing. I, I don't care that much.
3: Yeah. Um anyway, I as for uh Trent's career, um, he certainly uh I'm sure he could work in further Dakota productions. He has yeah. the quality of being adequately buff.
2: Yes, that's true. <laughs> It's and too bad willing for him. To take uh, his shirt off. Yeah, it's too bad for him that the Twilight series is over because he could be definitely be a background <coughs> werewolf. Yeah, um, background
3: werewolf be. five.
2: Because he's like he's like vaguely olive skinned, you know, so he's definitely Native American. Uh, <coughs> Twilight Saga <laughs> mm. <laughs> assumptions anyway. But if they do
1: like, like a parody uh, like date movie of Twilight, it can be him.
2: Oh yeah, he would be great. He could do it.
3: Um, and. Trent is the fence fixer one, right? Not the pool yes. one. Yeah, one. the yes. one that's guess, kind of <laughs> mom. True story. When I was a freshman in college, my uh, freshman roommate was named Trent, and yes. we're still friends, but he dated for a while, this guy named Chris. Oh but God. Trent looked a lot like Chris looks like in this movie. Really? So I get them confused a lot.
2: <laughs> that's so funny. That's some weird parallels. Yeah, that's uh, strange, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, just anyway, I just wanted to to wish to take a moment to wish Daniel Danis the best. I hope he is shirtless in many many films to come. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> keep working there. We believe in you, Daniel. <laughs> but yeah, and that's where our, that's where our minute ends. Uh, so uh, we're here at the credits. Good movie, right? Great movie, best movie.
3: I enjoy it. <laughs> uh yeah to quote Stephen Colbert great movie or greatest movie <laughs> but yeah <laughs> oh no it's uh in the good bad pantheon pretty good I'd rate it a, I, I I can't put it like trill to the room level but I'll put it a solid solid silver silver level good bad I I
1: I can't get through the room I find it too blah mm-hmm. I think the hype kind of ruined it for me really yeah
2: you know, yeah, I I, I like time
1: was so a, as a cultural concept, but right. his mo- but The Room, I yeah, I found it kind of
3: blah. Yeah,
2: I have a bad movie confession to make. I still have not seen The Room.
3: Oh, I don't miss much.
2: I, I haven't gotten well, around to it.
3: I am a big fan, but yeah, I'm...
2: and I I I'm totally the type of person who just who just seeks out and loves bad movies. Um, so I feel like I'm very, I'm very remiss on and not having seen it yet, but, um, I will get to it. It's just one that I didn't want to watch alone, and I don't know, the first time yeah, I watched... Yeah, that would not be
3: good. Don't watch yeah, it alone. Yeah, the first time I watched Don't watch this, this alone movie, either, Yeah, the first
2: time I watched this movie, I woke up on a Saturday morning and I saw that the flop house had had made an episode on it, and so I was like, oh, I should probably just get around to watching that, and so I just watched it alone in my room on a Saturday morning, and it was, like, the saddest experience (laughs) of my life. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God.
3: (laughs) I mean, watching a a movie that's, like, commonly considered good-bad, but watching it just completely alone by yourself, (laughs) it's, like, almost sadder than just, like being in a quiet like alone in a room shooting up meth or something <laughs> yeah you, i guess yeah. you don't shoot up meth clearly i'm <laughs> but i was gonna say
1: yeah. i mean i'm not an expert or nothing but yeah
3: you could probably find a way
2: expert <laughs> meth user zach powers um but yeah you know, i'm on we...
3: like the next level shit i do it. Oh, yeah. nobody yeah, yeah. Knows you're like Singer bell from the wire you're professional <laughs> super oh, yeah advanced. absolutely uh...
2: Um, but yeah I mean like sometimes I'll watch like I'll intentionally watch a super bad movie when I'm like doing laundry or something but this time but if it if you're just devoting the entire activity and you're by yourself and you're just <laughs> focused on a bad movie that is a bleak a bleak yeah. time and it means it's time to go outside and talk to some people <laughs>
1: Maybe for you, weirdo.
2: <laughs> Maybe for me. But yeah, I think uh, I think this is a I think this is a great, good, bad movie. It's one of those movies that I think when you talk to people about it who don't know about it and you show it to them, they feel like, wow, this person really goes into the depths of the internet. I don't know if I'm impressed or I'm scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For me, uh,
1: for me, it's my favorite Good Bad, right behind the Vineyard, written, directed, and starring Hollywood's favorite Chinese man, James Hong.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think you know this movie has has really taken me on a journey as far as you know this podcast and everything goes, and I think it is it is a top notch, uh, Good Bad movie, especially because it is so, uh, it's trying so hard to be whimsical with. Um, just everyday normal sure. shit like.
3: <laughs> it's a top five for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think mean the fact that uh, that Duffy Duffy can talk um, is not is treated as such a magical thing, but it's not magical enough in this super mundane universe. <laughs> um, somehow,
3: <It's, laughs> I mean, I think the logistics of Duffy talking are less impressive than the logistics of that booklight app thing that <laughs> yeah, takes out clothes yeah, yeah. For, me,
2: for me the most magical item you know even in a movie that has a magical collar that looks like you know a, a crown of thorns is this book light that can you know assess fabric to such an
3: advanced level that's <laughs> you know like
1: Wait a second, is this a secret science fiction
3: movie? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they're maybe these are all like it's crazy people in some kind of invented reality.
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to show off, but I own a Christmas puppy on DVD and there's no science fiction in that movie.
3: Yeah. No. This this oh. is of course hard sci-fi.
2: Hard sci-fi, you know, you you have a booklight that can scan fabric to that level. It's it's definitely a sci-fi sci-fi universe mm-hmm. that we've created. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the follow-up movie is going to be just Tina taking over the fucking world <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> by scanning things with booklights.
1: Has uh, Dakota's other pseudonyms come up at all?
2: Um, I don't know of any of them, so I don't. Not in any of my episodes.
1: Oh, well, I have a list of them.
2: Well, go for it. <laughs> Enlighten us.
1: They include Julian Breen, Ellen Cabot, okay. David Doe, David McCab, Victoria Sloan, Martin Tate, Joseph Tennet, and Mary Crawford.
3: Wow. That's sold, uh, quite a list. Yeah. I mean, usually when you have a pseudonym, you just pick one. <laughs> yeah, you just have one. That's really...
2: That's really interesting. Like, I wonder why he has so many because it's not like.
3: And he's I made mean,
1: 116 movies.
2: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> well, 116 director credit.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I guess to to us and to to our very small crowd of people who have been on this podcast, you know, Dakota is is a is a name that comes with a set of expectations, but I can't imagine that he's <laughs> so well-known that he needs to have that many pseudonyms. Yeah, I mean, what
3: percentage <laughs> of people watch a David Dakota movie and are immediately like, I must Google this director? <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or, like, or like, put on a movie, they're like, oh, you know, this looks like this type of movie, and then they see Dakota's name and they're like, nope, this isn't the kind of movie I was going to watch. I better <laughs> turn this <laughs> off. But uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for going on this this journey with us and for uh, for being good solid guests that we could depend on all the time. Oh, and, you're welcome. You know, uh, <laughs> for buying for buying the DVD of, of Talking Cat, I did
3: not buy yeah. the DVD.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Well, we can't all be wonderful guests like Spencer Zach. Okay.
1: Episode number six.
2: I bought the I bought the a copy of the movie on Amazon, which you know. I was, uh, I was like, low point here, spending four dollars on a talking cat.
1: Uh, four dollars <laughs> is pretty reasonable
3: after. <laughs> pretty not
1: too bad. I bad. spent twelve dollars.
3: Yeah, oh. Spencer, you got swashed. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I used to own Campbell Holocaust on DVD, so eh, it's oh, not oh, that bad. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> it could be worse, for sure. <laughs> I
1: sold it for forty bucks, and I do actually bought it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I had a I had a um a classmate who did like half of his um his creative writing thesis. He like compared his his work to hmm. uh cannibal holocaust. Interesting. And it was like the most like that d- was the most difficult thesis presentation to get through.
3: <laughs> did he did his work include killing a turtle on film? Because <laughs> cannibal and holocaust tarantula.
1: Know what that does. <laughs> no, he uh Is he a racist? <laughs>
2: He was talking about how his his creative work was um based in, you know, real his real life and had like a a twist of horror to it or something. I don't even remember. I was sitting there like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Sorry for the obscene about editing, Darren. But anyway, uh thank you guys for for joining us on this journey and um we'll see if we do another project and i'm sure we'll have you back if that happens
1: <laughs> better because i spent 12 bucks on christmas puppy too
2: is it for this minute thank you again for being our guests and thank you all out there for
0: listening
3: well goodbye forever talking cast bye, bye. All right, goodbye talking cast minute by minute that's so they'll be
0: diving in to shed some
3: clarity on this
0: hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to
1: begin. It's a time. That was episode 82 of The Talking Cast. Co host was Sammy Singh with guests Spencer Seams and Zach Powers.
0: Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended.
2: That's really interesting.